Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was a-bouncing and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. What's up, everybody? Stay Welcome to episode number 51 of the Always Race Day podcast presented by Carl Auto Group. If you're looking for a car, uh, if you're looking for a truck, a Chevy, a Ford, um, Jeeps. I don't know if they have Jeeps, actually. I screwed that up again, Damon. I know they have SUVs. Uh, and a ton of other vehicles they at the do. Auto Group. So reach out to them uh, if you're looking for a vehicle, new or used, uh, and they'll get you on your way. And make sure if you go there to make a very big public disturbance as you come into the lobby. Um, maybe bring some firecrackers. You're like snappers, the snappets. No, you know I don't know about, about that. I think well, I think that would be electric, and they really leave very minimal de- uh, debris on the floor for people to clean. And yeah, you're you a guy that's. They got a guy that's job is say, to go get that floor. So it's electric, all right, but uh, you might not get to buy a vehicle. I feel like if you walk in there wanting to spend money, you can you can get away with a couple of those. I, I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about the ones it. you throw in at impact on the ground. They make a noise. No, I know. Not necessarily know. a firecracker. I know which ones you're talking about. Still a bold move. We got to figure out what side of the public disturbance line we want to go through. You said you said whispering's not dramatic enough. Uh, now you're saying that firecrackers are too over the top. Yeah, you don't want to do any like you don't want to do any damage. What what damage do the little snippers do? I don't even know what they're called. I'm, I need I need to figure out the name of the things. They're snappers, first of all. Secondly, you keep saying fire or firecrackers. Firecrackers do damage. How much damage can they realistically do? All right, we'll limit it to snappers. That's fair. Ask ask Jason Pierre Paul. His he's missing about four fingers because of firecrackers. Those are firecrackers. Oh, speaking of that's where we're gonna start this podcast. Let's do this. Let's do stories that Connor heard when he was twelve or thirteen, didn't look into very diligently, uh, and is now surprised uh to learn about in the future. Um so Jeremy Mayfield was on Dale Jr.'s podcast and they're talking about um great episode. It was fantastic. Uh I had for what, so basically, Jeremy Mayfield's a guy who used to be uh, teammates uh, with Casey Kane at Ray Everham Racing. They had uh, they had reversible paint schemes, so like one was red and white, the other was white and red. It was pretty sick. I like that aspect of it. Most people probably didn't care, uh, but Jeremy was basically uh, phased out of NASCAR uh, because he was uh, caught for using drugs on a drug test that nascar privately conducted uh, in a time where like regular drug tests were a lot harder to come by i guess and it detected methamphetamine uh basically because uh he was taking adderall and i just i just thought i needed to 
come on here and say like, for one, I had no idea. I thought he was just doing meth. No. I mean, I, I was 12 no. and I didn't look into it and I don't, you know, I remember sporting events from like the result and like big moments from there, obviously like Dan Weldon's Indy 500 stuff like that. Um, and stuff before that too. But I was not like, I barely have any recollection of what I thought happened in that case. And, um, I don't, people have this, like, you know, the, the people that they see a pride flag, by the way, it's my month. I didn't get a text from you. Kind of shitty. And I didn't get a text about Monica. So (laughs) we're even then, uh, but you know, they see like a, a flag and they get super pissed off about it. Or like, we talk about mental health too much. We're soft. We'll, Jeremy Mayfield was kicked out of NASCAR for taking Adderall, something I'm prescribed to take. Uh, so he's kicked out of NASCAR for taking Adderall 12 years ago. And he did that made him not want to take Adderall at all anymore because uh, it ended his career taking a pill that helps you focus. And I just think like when you talk about like mental health and, and talking about it and the stigma behind it and stuff like that, like that's the stories like I look at, like, what could Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Mayfield very well could have won any crown jewel race over the next eight years. And so you, you just changed history because well, you're taking a drug I take every day. You also got to remember that Jeremy Mayfield was also on the wrong end of a few other things. Um, and I don't, was, I don't remember, I don't remember it very well. So yeah, do educate the, me there if I'm out of pocket. There, there was a, there was a lot of other things going on. He and Ray Everham had a falling out and he kind of talked a little bit about it in this episode, but not as much as they will in episode two. Um, you, you're going to have to watch that one next week or listen to that one next week. Cause it's, it's going to tell a lot more of, Yes, he he had the drug situation go on with the Adderall and, you know, the the raids of his house and all that. But there was also the the Ray Everham fallout. And it it was stemmed from not even his uh, anything drug related. It was all from what Jeremy said. And it was during the time of when Ray and Aaron Crocker was coming up through the ranks and then they hooked up. And so Jeremy said a few choice words um, about how his cars weren't running very well, but he had no problem working with the nine car, had no problem working with Aaron and all this and that. And there was a lot of um, animosity between the two during that time frame. And so uh, episode two will go more in depth into that from what Dale Jr. was saying. Uh, I'm looking forward to that part of it, but there was a lot of, a lot of things like that on the, uh, on the Everham side that also forced him out of NASCAR because then it just made it easier for NASCAR to, to bust him. But also remember too, when Jeremy started his own team, they got caught with some illegal parts and and stuff like that, because it was at the very start of Toyota as well. Similar to what happened with MWR, same things happened with Jeremy Mayfield. So you add in the Adderall testing, you add in the, the illegal parts, you add in the Everham deal and NASCAR really just put Jeremy behind the eight ball from the beginning, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, 
for like compared to Jeremy, you know, Jeremy wasn't, Jeremy wasn't necessarily the most liked guy in the garage either, because, you know, clear back into the two thousands, like early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, he had a run in at Pocono where he ended up winning the race and and ran Dale senior up the racetrack when he was driving the 12 car, um, back before Ryan Newman was in that ride. So, uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of things that, that Jeremy kind of had himself behind the eight ball to begin with. And then it, a lot of things just piled up, but I would say that was a, a very educational episode on what happened and why it happened for, for Jeremy Mayfield. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys really got to go listen to it. Um, Cause it, yeah, you talk when, in, when they were talking about the Adderall testing, they called it methamphetamine. So I'm, I lived the last nine years of my life thinking that Jeremy Mayfield just got busted out of NASCAR. Cause he, was doing math but very educational i think it's more than nine years too i can't count this morning we uh i'm recording this straight right. out of the shower damon's in his uh truck nope. uh, I, I, uh damon we're almost losing damon we're basically the heroes the overtime heroes of the podcast network here go ahead you're good damon i still you know we we had a. Uh... Now you got me. Yeah. Now I got you. I just had to switch over networks real quick. I'm in a different location. Oh, you're all good. Um, but the, you know, uh, the stuff was really good. We're going, we're going in and out. It was a lot of fun to, to listen to. Okay. We got, we got you at the end there. We're getting you better now. Go ahead. I'm switching a few things out. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, let's, let's go kind of through the week. Um, early on Houston speedway, uh, gets demolished, uh, by a rainstorm. I don't know if demolished is there's some damage. Uh, those guys got out there. They had to cancel their Monday night, uh, Memorial day, uh, night of extra racing for the fans up there. Uh, but they, a few skyboxes got torn apart. The infield looked really bad. There's a ton of debris all over the racetrack. And they got out there. Uh, it said about three dozen or so people uh, cleaning up the track, helping, you know, get things ready to go. Because they, ho- they host a World Valaz race on Sunday. And um, it certainly looks like, at least for the big events at the track, they will not be canceled. I don't know what this means for any weekly races they have, but... Uh, I would assume as long as you don't have to like put a big crane on your racing surface or anything to fix stuff, um, uh, your repairs will come as they may. Um, and contractors have been called and stuff, but props to them for getting it ready to go. I'll be up there on Sunday. Uh, oh, excuse me for the, uh, world of Outlaws race up there. I, from, from the looks of the pictures that I saw, uh, it looked like that most of the damage done was on the outside. So not necessarily on the inside part of the racetrack. I think they can do most of the, the fixing from the outside. They don't have to take anything on the track surface itself. So um, be exciting to, to see what, what's going up there. Yeah. You just hope it, uh, obviously that's a lot of expenses to do all the stuff they need to on 
assuming they have insurance and all that. I do they have racetrack insurance. It's like property. Uh, it's, right? it's a property insurance, basically yeah. business insurance. Yeah. So I hope they, uh, at least come out even, um, and they get the money back that they need to fix everything. But yeah, scary stuff. Uh, track of, you know, once it happens to a place you've been to, it hits you a little differently. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I remember seeing pictures of Marshalltown, like torn apart from that tornado a few years back and I didn't really know what it looked like before, so I didn't really have a basis to go off of. But looking at the Houston stuff uh, this week, I was like, whoa. Um, yeah. It's some uh, elementary analysis from me there, I guess. But Well, it's it's a lot like when a racetrack loses its dates or whatever. So like when when Joliet lost the, the Chicagoland and the drag races, the Route 66 dates, that was, you know, that hit home because that those were two races that we could get to on the NASCAR and drag racing circuit. So it does hit home on when stuff like that happens, you know, whether it's by, by nature, whether it's by money, whatever it may be. That was uh that was me on schedule release day for every NASCAR cup series schedule that didn't have Iowa from 2010 to 2018 to 2022. Uh, after that, I kind of left. It's like the dream's gone. Yeah. This isn't happening. <laughs> I don't know, man. If if this IndyCar thing goes over well, I could look for it to happen. I think I think what we're going to see with this new with, – with the way things are going in NASCAR, I could see us g- cutting back to one day at a lot of more racetracks. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we talked in about – In fact – Can I patent – Can I like patent my 30 and 36 model? sure yeah i don't know if i i think you have to apply for a patent so you do well okay well we'll just uh i'm trademarking it now this is my trademark and i'm putting it on there i don't think it works like that i just did i well i know where the trademark shortcut is on my keyboard so i'll be using that a lot more often nice nice that's not good i'll at least just scare people away from using it not sure there's any legal ramifications about doing so but um there might be i can't imagine there are well i'm sure there are but (laughs) um it would uh you know i could look for them and i would be willing to because even though i go to kansas all the time i'd be willing for kansas to to give up a date to iowa because um you know the the fact of of the matter is then you get two dates and two separate markets and and they're both nascar tracks yeah, absolutely. I think uh it really it needs to they need to do something for racing in the Midwest and at the very least they go to Gateway uh this weekend for the first NASCAR Cup Series race there that's down in St. Louis. Um beautiful beautiful racetrack. I went there for IndyCar a couple years back and I love that place. I'm excited to see how these cars race there on Sunday. Yeah, I was there in September the drag races uh really really like the facility and looking forward to to seeing what the the cup cars can do there um you know it's it's going to be interesting because it is a flat track and so i'm afraid of what could happen based on what we've seen 
you know, Phoenix, what we saw at, at uh, Martinsville, what we've seen at other tracks that don't have a whole heck of a lot of banking and are just one lane racetracks anyway. Um, it, it's kind of frightening, but I think that's everybody's fear with this new car, especially going to a new facility completely where I think what there's like 10 or 11 drivers in the field that haven't even turned a single lap at gateway. Yeah. And at least we have practice to rectify that part of it. Um, on the positive side, yeah, today, I can see gateway racing a little closer to Darlington, uh, than any of the flat racetracks that we're looking at, you know, the thing about Darlington though, is it's bank. So you've got more, you got two grooves at Darlington. Notoriously, you look at gateway and they've been a one lane racetrack when the trucks have run there and the Xfinity cars have run there in the past. Yeah. So it could, my, my vision's also being blurred by Alexander Rossi, just putting both wheels on the top of the catch fence and going around the top of the racetrack. So yeah, there's <laughs> that too. Um, I'm hoping as long as, as long as tickets get here in time, I think I'm going on Sunday too. So nice. I love it. Um, you'll have to yeah. come down and, uh, we'll have to cover that race in August for IndyCar. Yeah. I don't know what weekend it is. I yet. think that's my plan is to say it's the weekend after the Knoxville Nationals. So I won't get up to the Jackson Nationals. I don't think. I think we're planning a big thing for the Gateway IndyCar weekend uh, as well. And then I think there's some World of Allies racing at Davenport the week after for late models. So I'm excited Starting for that. that. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that, uh, that entire month. It's going to be electric. We're going to have, well, we're going to have stuff from the IndyCar doubleheader in July to the end of August, right before college football season starts. So when you really, you really think about it, it goes clear up to even, even next weekend, this weekend, whatever you want to call it. There's like nine out of the next 12 weekends. We've got something we're somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's, uh, let's tell, I'm going to tell the people where I might be next week. Uh, Cause I haven't heard anything. You guys, uh, make sure you listen to the podcast. I'm going to start doing at least more stuff like this. Not like we're going to have names on cars every week or anything like that. Um, we do, we do have names on week on always race days on a few weekly cars at Adams County Speedway, but this is probably the biggest sponsorship deal, uh, we've ever done. And we are going to have a sticker, small sticker, uh, on Ricky Weiss's car for the Eldora Million uh, next week in the Dirt Late Model Dream. Uh, super excited for that. Uh, love having Ricky on the show. He's one of my good late model friends, and it's, it's very cool. Like I'm like just thinking about how like astronomical it is. It's like the biggest late model race that's gone on in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, it'll be exciting to, to be a part of that, have that, uh, on, on Ricky's car and hopefully they get that track dialed in. They've had some issues this last week. Uh, a couple of, of bad things have happened, but, um, you know, put, put Tony Stewart on for a big money race. And I think he'll, uh, he'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And I don't want to harp on Eldor. Well, for, okay. So I'm telling you guys that on the podcast, uh, you'll get some bonus stuff. If you listen, nothing that I'm going to like, if I'm have a story to break or something, it'll, it'll break, you know, naturally, but stuff like this that I can say, like, we're going to have the press release for that up on Monday. 
Um, so you heard it here first. Uh, so listen to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Send us your questions for the podcast. Gave them a lot of homework All assignments things. this weekend. Um, as far as Eldora goes, uh, I applied for my credentials like the beginning of May, maybe April. Uh, I've not heard a single thing. I sent an email Tuesday. I've not heard anything back. Um, so there is like a very so slight chance I drive nine hours next week and get turned away at the door uh, and have to have Ricky's girlfriend come uh, save me from security. <laughs> is is the racetrack itself putting the event on or is yes. there a sanctioning body tied to it? No, the racetrack itself puts it on and frankly not. Uh, I wish it was a sanctioning body itself because I applied for world Valas credentials on Monday for next week at Houston's and at Knoxville for the Brownells big guns bash coming up uh, and got those back in five minutes. Yeah. So I'm uh, naturally anxious uh, about that. And if you know anyone that might be able to help me out at Eldora, send them my way. Just call up Tony Stewart. It's true. I do have his number. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's, he's on speed dial. I've only, I've accidentally called him a couple times this month, so I'm sure I always forget to ask him about it. We just end up talking shop, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. How his big race car names do? I believe it. Um, yeah, just yeah. Call him so up. you you talked about uh, the rough track at Eldora. Josh Richards was hurt uh, by a mud clamp, mud clump, mm -hmm. mud clump, Not clot, clamp. clot. Well, it's, you know, clot, clump, whatever you want to call it. Chunk. There you go. There we go. Trademark that too. Oh, uh, it's already trademarked. <laughs> so Josh Richards uh, was injured um, at Eldora um, during their tune-up race. So I don't know what that track's going to look like. As was Mike Marler. Was Mike he, Marler was he hurt too? too? Yeah, he was in question whether or not he was going to be able to run the next night um, because he – you know, he hit a couple of big ruts and then it basically, I mean, you know, like when you're riding in a vehicle or something and your knees like crash together, right? Yeah. Basically that's what happened, but a little bit more serious to Mike. And so they, um, go look at Mike Marler's Twitter account. It'll show like the, the, uh, floorboard of his car is all crunched up. You should go check that out. Jeez, man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah that needs to be rectified if we're gonna have million dollar race there we gotta uh gotta figure that out exactly. so if you're having stuff like that happen it's not gonna be a level playing field yeah they're all racing no. on the same track when the track attacks a car or a driver that's where it gets unleveled you know you're not watching exactly. you're not watching golf turn for the uh turn for the course well to have two two people be somewhat injured and seriously injured that's kind of a concern yeah yeah it's very concerning your car count for that's going to be record high and if one of the biggest names isn't there and there's a lot of quote-unquote the biggest names in late models if any of them aren't there that's going to you know mire the event to an extent i'll go through and edit it but guys uh damon just froze up completely and then my yeah, internet my internet went completely. out completely oh I, I wanted to blame it on you before that before you could get a word in. Yeah, I figured it another much. trademark move. That's how this how this generally works. 
But yeah, I think uh, I'm excited for the Eldora Million. I hope to be able to check it out. I hope I hear back, hopefully Friday, uh, from Eldora because I get very nervous about like going to a racetrack and not knowing 100% where I need to go. All I want to do is sit there and tell people's stories. I don't, I don't even need to be inside the racetrack. That would be 150% more helpful than being outside of it. But if you parked mm-hmm. me in the garage and said, stay out of everyone's way, we, we hate the press. Fine. You know, I, I just want to tell people stories here. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah. I hope we get to tell it. And uh, I'm going to try and put together some kind of video with Ricky uh, and stuff like that. Uh, cool little, I'm going to try my, my uh, editor's hand on Movie Maker or something. I don't know what software I'm using. I'm going to have a couple of buddies come over and uh, help me out with it, but we'll, uh, we'll see how long the turnaround time is on production. I did pull an all-nighter this week just to like clean my apartment, which was like the dumbest idea I've ever had. But yeah, I can't say that's too smart to do. No, I just couldn't. I watched a couple episodes of criminal minds, couldn't sleep, cleaned up some of the apartment. I ripped a couple races on my F1 2010 career because my world of Outlaw sprint car game hasn't came back from Australia yet or arrived. I should say, um, mm-hmm. by the way, by the way, eight races in one podium, one win. No, two podiums. I'm sorry, because I got third once. Hmm. Yeah. In the Formula One. Yeah, pretty pretty damn. And that's it's on very hard difficulty. My other finishes so are twenty fourth, twenty second, twenty fourth, twenty fourth, seventeenth, and twenty fourth. So you're basically a middle of the road car who just gets lucky. No, I'm like the worst team in the game uh that's now out of business i think all three teams that your options were have gone out of business now but perfect yeah yeah we're we're rectifying lotus and i'm definitely sure as hell not staying there i want a better car uh that you're a lifer a lotus lifer hell no dude their colors are green and yellow like boogers and pee yeah it looks pretty cool though It, it certainly isn't a bad paint scheme or driver's yeah, scheme. It looks all right. Okay. Um, other thing, and then I think that's this is the last thing we got, but Alexander Rossi is officially going to Aero McLaren SP. Uh, they will have three IndyCar teams next season. Uh, do we think Felix Rosenquist is going to be the third guy there? I think you're an idiot if you don't have him there. But I mean, especially now that, you know, they've made this, this announcement with Rossi and I'm assuming that it's Rosenquist that sticks around. Right. I think they just feel like the, the one-off car for JPM during the 500 kind of like Ganassi did with Tony Kanaan this year. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to bring Juan Pablo back, but like, no, I mean like they're going to run a one-off car. Yeah. What IndyCar free agent would they bring in in the first place? Outside of Rossi? No, that outside of Rosenquist. Um, is there anybody left? Not I mean, to Ryan, my, you know, Eric was locked Ray. up now. Renus VK, probably. Ryan Hunter Ray is your best bet, probably. And who knows if he wants to go full time again? Yeah, and I, I would assume he doesn't. How far he's been out of it, but who knows? 
Yeah. So, um, it's hard, hard telling. I'm guessing you got to, you stick with, with, uh, Rosenquist cause you know, guys proven to run up front. So didn't he just top six too? I think, 500? So. Yeah. I think so. They, uh, they race in Detroit Sunday cup series is at gateway. Speaking series. of which Santino's in the race on Sunday too. Yeah. Santino's filling in for uh Cal Milot who, uh, his hand yeah. apparently was in, injured beyond an extent to allow him to raise, uh, on Sunday at Belle Isle. So I think this is the last time they do the Belle Isle layout, at least for some time. I think they're moving it next year. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my internet's being unstable yep. again. Can you still hear me right now? Can you still hear me? Uh, iffy at best, but yeah. Okay. Um, you got me now. Do you, yeah. Do you have any closing remarks? And we'll we'll shut it off. Yeah. Um. Anything other, you want from the week? We'll go to... for another eight minutes or so, but. The other thing to add in drag racing's in New Hampshire this week. Be interesting to see what they do out there uh, with weather playing a factor, especially that track being notoriously fast. Uh, will be interesting to see if it if it stays cool temperatures and they can run run some good times out there. Has uh, the NHRA ever thought about uh, putting the cars on pit road at a NASCAR track and running there? Um, no. <laughs> But some of the, some of those racetracks, uh, do have like an eighth mile or even quarter mile drag strip in tied into them. In fact, um, that, that road outside of pit road at, at the Iowa speedway that runs between yeah. the grass and the, and the wall. Yeah. That's technically a drag strip. Gotcha. Okay it used to be an eight mile drag strip there, but they never really did anything with it. Crazy. Yeah. That is, but, oh, uh, no, I'm looking forward to gateway, looking forward to gateway, looking forward to seeing what, uh, what gets done this weekend and, um, should be, uh, it should be another full weekend. It is uh, also Indiana Midget Week. Um, the USAC Midgets race tonight, Thursday. If you're listening to this, it might be Friday. I'm putting this out in the afternoon today, so who knows. Um, so the USAC Midgets race tonight, uh, but tonight at, in, I think, Tri-City, which is in Illinois, or might be in Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that, that's not no, attached to Indiana Midget City, Week. Illinois. Uh, so they'll, they'll run tri city night and then start Indiana midget week, which starts on a Friday runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just do a long weekend, which is like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week. So kind of a midget week, I guess, but you're, you're it's pretty much just a midget two weekends. Yeah. Essentially. But Still equates to seven days. It does. It does. I'm not take can't take, uh, can't take that away from them, but uh, it'll be interesting where the points go there. Who wins the title uh, for midget week? Uh, if we see any names come up with more than uh, one or two victories, uh, you know, then we're talking a whole different ball game too. But we'll see. I'm excited for it. It's uh, it's always like good racing because yeah, I mean, every night you're in a different track. You're like, what's this place? How's this race? I remember watching this last year, stuff like that. So. I'm pumped for that. Um, it's a full weekend of racing, man. 
yeah full weekend let's get after it all right well thank y'all for listening uh i won't be in knoxville saturday i have a wedding to go to i'm sorry uh but get out to knoxville if you're not at knoxville go to the barnstormers game if you're not in either place and you're probably a loser um but stay tuned for our coverage next week uh, i'll be at houston sunday i'll be at the eldora million um wednesday and thursday uh and then if it rains or anything like that i'm staying out at eldora for a day uh if it doesn't they run it on thursday i'll be back at knoxville friday and saturday for the brownells big guns bash uh with the world of allies so stay tuned for that should be fun uh i'm excited it's my time of year um and after i get back i'm going to uh, sit on my balcony and drink a lot of beers and sleep i have my whole like next two weeks planned out don't worry it'll change (laughs) right right we're gonna run the big guns bash on sunday now uh yep in the million is sunday morning and connor's gonna try to drive from one to the other before the last one gets done your own version of the double that's right (laughs) we'll do that someday we'll do something like that all right well thanks y'all for listening uh enjoy the weekend watch some race cars this weekend uh and get out around the state of Iowa. Only to those two places I mentioned, specifically. Or you can go down to Gateway. Or Gateway. Or the other local tracks in Iowa, like Adams County or Boone, yep. that are holding races as well. Super late models are running up in northern Iowa. Right, we will, we'll put a list of 26 places you're allowed to be. Yep. And anything beyond that, you're. I mean, we might, we might cancel. Well there you go. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, guys. Thanks again for listening. And uh, remember to thank Carl Auto Group when you get a chance. It's been the Always Race Day podcast presented by Carl Auto Group.